Hello, my friend. Welcome. I hope you've had a great weekend. I've had a wonderful, wonderful weekend. Went to visit a dear, dear friend. I'll share that testimony maybe next Sunday. Um, went to visit her and we we're back and I was actually laying around like, get up, Christina, get up and do the podcast because, you know, you made a commitment, now do it. And plus, honestly, they just helped me so much too. Even if it never helped anybody else, which my prayer is that it does, they help me too, right? A couple of quick things before we jump in. I have some exciting things going on. I have a two new things to tell you about. So a newsletter, a weekly newsletter to keep you up to date on all the things going on about the pod to remind you of the podcast. Just different different things. It's free. You can go to ChristinaSmithMcCulley.com and sign up for it. And then also the big thing that I've been working on is drum roll, please, the closet committee the closet committee so what that is is a mentoring slash support slash help group for women that I will be pouring myself into I'll be going live weekly in there with like a bible study slash teaching also daily text messages um a weekly devotional through email there is a small fee and I'll tell you why it's because there's things that I have to pay for with it but other than but you know most importantly it's Whenever we invest in something, we're more likely to show up for it. So it's just an investment, you know, and um, I'm excited about it. It's only $19 a month. It launches January 1st. You don't have to jump in right at January 1st. You can jump in anytime. I'll be, you know, reminding you of that on here. That's also on that link, though, if you want to read more about it. It's ChristinaSmithMcCulley.com. You'll see it on there. It'll say information about the group, the closet committee. Super excited about that. So, yeah. Okay. I think that's it. Also, if you're not on my social medias, go to Christina Smith McCulley on TikTok, Facebook, or Instagram and make sure that you send me a request or a friend request or, or whatever they're called these days. I think they're called friend requests. So, anyways, all right. Let's jump into it. Well, hi, y'all. Welcome to Closet Confessions with Christina's podcast, where we're going to talk about the hilarious, not-so-funny truths about the Christian walk. Some people are called to speak on stages, but the Lord has called me to share my heart from my closet. Hey, I'm Christina, mom of three, married to my high school sweetheart, multi-passionate entrepreneur who has struggled with insecurities, self-worth, depression, and all that fun stuff the world has to offer. But God... He continues to remind me he is not intimidated by my mess. And when I spend time with him, he reminds me who I am and whose I am. So if you're ready to laugh and you believe Chick-fil-A is the Lord's chicken, then come on into my closet so we can talk through this crazy life together. So, you guys know I I let the Holy Spirit guide me on what we're going to speak on every week. And I didn't even know, I did not even know what we were going to speak on until... um, I was driving home. I was actually almost to my house. And I'm like, what am I going to talk about? What's the podcast going to be about tonight, God? And he reminded me of something that happened earlier this week. Um, As I am getting ready to launch this group and get off the ground, of course, the voices come into your head of like, no one's going to join. You're wasting your time. It's, you know, not worth it or, or, you know, you're making it about you and not God and and just different voices. And I was kind of going through that little anxiety of like, 
okay, how do I market this? I don't want to be a marketer of God's word, but how do I let people know this is out here, God? And I just was having a little bit of anxiety. And I just, I heard him say, just wait on me, just wait on me. And that was a few days ago. But as I was driving home today, something clicked in my mind. I don't know, it just dropped in there in my soul that that's what speak on. That's what he wanted me to speak on. So I want you to think about um, when you have waited on God to answer something, when you've waited on God to do something for you. Okay. So, you know, we, we, we hear things, we hear things in our soul that he's promised us. We see things in the word that he's promised us. And sometimes that waiting on that can be hard. I mean, it can be hard because we want we want things to happen. We want to give him glory. We want things, circumstances to change that we're maybe going through. And so it can be hard in that waiting time. I mean, it, it really can. You know, honestly, that verse that um, says that those that wait upon the Lord renew their strength uh, or soar high on the wings of eagles will not get tired. I'm paraphrasing because I didn't stop and look it up but um you know that waiting on the lord is a different kind of waiting because sometimes like okay so if i'm in a waiting room oh my word i I can be really impatient you know and i can like um mindlessly start scrolling or mindlessly read a magazine just kind of check out but when we're waiting on god it's a different type of waiting it's a joyful waiting with expectancy it's an expected waiting without anxiety, because we know anytime we're waiting on anything, that anxiety tries to chip in or chip in. That didn't even make sense. Chirp in? No. Jump in? It's just, I think, human nature, you know, and everything else that's going on, coming into your mind and your ears and all that junk does not help it at all, does it? So when we're waiting on something that God has told us, we're waiting on him to change our circumstances, we're waiting on a job to come through we're waiting on something he's promised us we're waiting on a child to change we're waiting on a relationship to get stronger that can be anxious anxiety but he wants us to wait expectedly with joy kind of like we're in a prison of expectation so imagine if you're standing in a, in a jail cell and you're surrounded but you on the inside of that jail cell, you have a joyful expectation. You're just kind of waiting there. You're a prisoner of joy. You're a prisoner of hope. You're a prisoner of expectation. You know, and that's what I wanted to go over, the things that we can do while we're waiting. So I wrote down a few notes. Um, the first thing I wrote down is to wait. Wait, what did I say? Wait with focus. Yeah, so it's very easy to get off track on what God's told us, isn't it? It's very easy for me to forget the promises he's told me or the things that he's going to do. But when you are waiting with focus, then you have wrote those things down. Like, I don't know how many times I've probably said this on here, probably too many, but like, I am the queen of 99 cent notebooks from the dollar store. I have journals everywhere. If anybody ever went back and tried to um, figure them out. Oh my gosh, they're just a mess, but they're not for anybody. They're for me and God, you know, and there'll be like a line here and a note here and then skip three weeks because I got sidetracked and busy and didn't 
do my alone time or didn't write anything down and jump to this date and all that. But writing down what God has told you, writing down what you're waiting on, staying focused on that, not letting the distractions of the world pull at you. I love this verse, Philippians 4, 8. Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. So waiting, focusing while you're waiting on something is to fix your mind, to fix your mind on what he's told you, to remember it. Even, you know, I say this all the time, post-it notes, write it down in a post-it note. If he's showed you something, if he has showed you something about a relationship, about your children, about a career, about a job change, about a friendship, about a spiritual walk journey, write it down, put it on a post-it note, put it in your car so that you can glance and see at it. It helps keep us focused because there is so many distractions, isn't there? I am easily distracted and I have to constantly pull myself back in and be like, okay, Christina, don't waste your time. What are you doing? You know, what are you doing? Get it together. Don't focus on the temporary, focus on the eternal. I mean, I have to remind myself of that a lot because if you focus on the temporary, then you're probably going to get caught up in going after money, success, possibly fame. You're going to let the anxieties of everyday life take you over. And it's hard to focus on what God has promised us whenever the everyday life, everyday distractions take over. You know what I mean? Does that make sense at all? Proverbs 4.25 says, Let your eyes look directly forward and your gaze be straight before you. And I know I've said this before too, but I remember an analogy I heard about a racehorse putting on blinders. The reason they put on blinders on these horses is so that they can't look from side to side. Because if they're looking side to side, they get distracted. They get, of course, they're seeing who's ahead of them. They're seeing every little move that might distract them. So they put blinders on them so the only place they can look is forward. And I try to remind myself, what does the cross say about this? What does Jesus say about this? Because if I don't have my blinders on and I look side to side, oh my word, the competition that I might get into with people, the jealousy that might try to rise up, the envy, the resentment of this one got this, this one done this, da 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 da, da this one done this to me. You know, there's so many things. But if I am focusing while I'm waiting on what God has said, then I have my blinders on. I am looking straight at the cross. I am keeping the eternal in mind instead of the temporary. Another thing that we do while we're waiting is we praise while waiting. We praise him. We praise him. How many times have I sat in a waiting room and tapped my foot impatient and sure wasn't praising anything? What does that do for me? Nothing. But while we're waiting on God, we praise him. We sing songs to him. We talk to him. We remember to get on our knees and, and get before him. We stay in constant communication with him. That's really what praise is, is just honoring him. I tell people all the time, if you don't know how to sit in his presence, just sit there. Just sit there because that is honoring him. You don't, I mean, maybe you're not supposed to open the Bible at this very moment, Maybe you're not, you know, because I think sometimes we can get caught up in, I got to spend time with God, I got to spend time with God, and you read the Bible verse and you don't know what you just read, but yet you spent time with God, but you don't feel great about it because you just did it out of a duty. And, you know, let's think about our children. If my child came and just sat on my bed every night out of duty, 
but not because they wanted to actually spend time on me or get to know me or communicate with me. That would hurt my feelings if it was just done because they had to, because they felt like they had to, because they felt like they were guilted into it. And I don't believe that God wants that motive from us, but we sit in his presence because we, we want to know him. So if, I don't know what that was, if sometime you're sitting with God and you just can't grasp what that Bible verse means, or you just don't, just sit, don't do nothing, just sit, don't even listen to music. All that is praise. All that is worship. You're honoring him. You're honoring him. So don't lack that during the time of waiting. Don't forsake that time with him during the time of waiting. Don't forsake the praise music. I know sometimes during my frustrating times or like times that I don't really want to, you know, maybe I'm like kind of in a mood like I'm tired of waiting on this. So I might turn on some kind of 90s rap music. (laughs) That does not help me. (laughs) It makes me want to go to a club. I mean, I'm just being honest. Don't not praise him while you're waiting. All right. Uh, The third thing that I kind of want to remind you of, this is probably going to be a short one, I guess, tonight, because normally I'm like rambling, but these were kind of just on my heart. I just, I mean, you know, go the leading of the Holy Spirit and I'll try to pull things out and make things longer if he's said what he wants to say. But third thing is, wait a minute. Oh, wait with expectancy. Okay, there's a old joke or proverb. I don't even know what you would call it, but there was a town that had no rain for like 40 days. I mean, it was just dry. The farmlands were dying. Everybody's grass was dying. It was hot. It was dusty. People needed rain. And so the town just come together um, on a church service one morning. The pastor was like, listen, I believe that God is going to send rain. Do you believe that? And they're like, yes, I believe it. Okay, we're going to pray for it, and we're going to expect it next Sunday. Next Sunday, we believe that God is going to bring the rain. We're believing for it. We're praying for it all week. Next Sunday comes. Everybody gathers in the church, and he says, okay, do you believe that God is going to bring the rain? And they're, yes, do you believe that God is going to bring the rain? Yes, we believe. Do you believe? You know, he was just getting louder and louder. Yes, we believe God's going to bring the rain. He said, well, I don't see any umbrellas so they came and they said they were expecting but were they really were they really expecting so while you're waiting with expectation do what God has led you to do do the preparations that he has led you to do if he has told you that this is going to happen and there's things that you can do that you still know he has to do the big thing to make it happen, but there's little things you can do. Okay, for example, this um, group that he's told me to get together, all right, he has to do it. He has to bring the people. He has to bring who he wants in there. But me, I can do the things I need to do to get prepared for it. I can send out the emails. I can let people know that it's available. I can also, um, you know, get it ready to go, but he has to do it. It's just like the farmer. I mean, he plants the seed. He cannot make it grow. He can water it. He can give it sunshine. He cannot make it grow. That reminds me of another story I heard where this man was in the desert walking, 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 and he come across um, a guy's house, and the guy had a beautiful garden, and it was full of green 
plants or flowers, whatever it was. And the man knocked on the door and come to the garden. And he said, oh, I see your beautiful garden back in the backyard. And the man said, yes, well, thank you. It's something that I'm very proud of. I take wonderful pride in it. And he said, well, you shouldn't do that at all. Don't you know that God did this? And the man with the garden said, yes, I, I do know God did this, but you should have seen it before I stepped in. And what he was saying was it was dirt, it was rocks, and yes, God brought it. God did it. But the man had to make preparations too. He had to actually plant the things, you know? He had to care for them and give them water, give them sunshine, because ultimately we know it is God that does everything. But there are things that he wants us to do. You know, it is a partnership. It's a partnership. And like I said, I always come back and think of like my children, how I am with them. You know, here, here, I want you, here's the money. Go to college, go to whatever college you want to, here's the money. But their part is they need to do what they need to do. They need to study. They need to get good grades. I cannot do that for them. I can pay for them to go, but I cannot make them ready to go. So while you're waiting, expectingly, do what God has had you to do. Not with any anxiety, not making it happen, but just preparing for it. Just being prepared for it. There's a different, I mean, it's, you know, he gets the glory. The testimony is his. Look what he did. Look what God did. But he does want us to be a part of it because we're his hands and feet here, right? We're his hands and feet. So I don't know if anybody needed to hear this. Maybe it was just to remind me. But I hope that this just reminds you what to do while you're waiting on God, while you're waiting on your miracle, while you're waiting on your breakthrough. You know, there's some times that we're waiting on a breakthrough through, let's talk, let's, from an addiction. Okay, how do we apply this to if you're waiting on a breakthrough from an addiction? You just, you want, let's just use anything. I mean, let's just use sugar, for an example. Okay, but we can apply this to any kind of addiction, addiction to um, social media, addiction to alcohol, drugs, a relationship, anything. Okay, so let's see if this applies, all right? So the first one was waiting or focus while you're waiting. So there needs to be verses wrote down, verses of promises, that the verse about no temptation will overcome you. God gives you a way out. There needs to be things written down where you can see them. Put your sticky notes up. Put your post-it notes up. Focus on the promises of what he's told you. And you also want to praise him while you're waiting on that, on on that, um, almost like a soul tie, really, like that craving of what you're addicted to. You still want to praise him during that time. You still want to get on your knees and spend time with him. Don't forsake that. Sometimes when we're not where we want to be with God, we almost just cut everything off because we're ashamed or embarrassed or we're fearful or or whatever it may be, but no, mm-mm, get with him. And the third thing is waiting with um, expectation. What can I do during the time? Maybe don't go to the store and buy the sugar stuff. Don't watch the TV show that pulls your addiction. Don't go to the place that makes your cravings worse. Don't, you know, you know what I mean? You have to do what you can do. Ultimately, God is the bondage breaker. Jesus is the bondage breaker. But there are things that he wants us to contribute. Don't get around the same people 
that are pulling you down in them addictions. Get around strong Christian people that love you and that will tell you straightforward, I love you. This is not what this is not God's best for you, but I still love you. I'm still gonna be here and support you. I'm not gonna enable you, but I'm gonna support you and I'm gonna love you. Like you know, you get around the same people that are doing the same things that you're trying to get away from. It's very, very difficult to pull them out of that pit before they pull you back in. It's much easier for you just to not be near that pit. You know, I hope that wasn't rude. I don't know. Let's pray about it. Thank y'all so much for being here. I really do appreciate I'm humbled and honored that if this helps you at all. So, dear Father, thank you so much for letting us come to you at any time, any time, God, that we can hang out with you and talk to you and that we can be with you and be in your presence. And I just thank you so much for that. I just pray that whoever's listening, that whatever you've laid on their heart that they are waiting on, that they do it with focus and with praise and with expectation, knowing that you are not the author of confusion, that you have a plan while they're waiting that there's a testimony in the end that will give you glory and not point it to us or say that, oh, I did that. No, God, you did that. You did that. You are everything. We are nothing without you. You are everything. But because of Jesus, we can stand in your presence. Because of Jesus, we can put on the robe of righteousness. Because of Jesus, we get to spend eternity with you. Thank you for Jesus. Thank you for Jesus. I love you praise you, honor you, we glorify you. And it's in your precious Son's name that we pray. Amen and amen.